It's time to take a journey to find your courage, break through your limits, and master your destiny. It's time for Ken D. Foster's Voices of Courage. Ken brings you some of the most courageous people on the planet that will inspire greatness within you and change your life for the better. It's time to see the unseeable, know the unknowable, and do the impossible. It's time for Voices of Courage. And here's your host, Ken D. Foster. Consciousness, it's a big subject, but one we are going to explore today. Why? Because when you can alter your consciousness, you can increase your happiness and open up to new channels of wealth, health, and have general, uh, better, generally better success in all areas of your life. Hi, this is Ken D. Foster, and I'm your host. Our show is titled The Courage to Explore Altered States of Consciousness. It does take courage to explore consciousness because to get out of your current thinking and thus your current circumstances, you must be willing to explore ideas, concepts, and principles which are truly not in most people's wheelhouse. Um, none of us necessarily want to get out of our comfort zone to uh, to be able to see things a little differently. But, you know, pain sometimes is a great motivator. And if you're in a place where things aren't working for you really well, you know, that's what this show is all about. In fact, if you're new to this show, I want to just say our show is about inspiring the greatness in you to come out. That's what this whole show is about. And it's about being able to give you the uh, tools, the strategies, the information that will really help you to have and even a more amazing life. So, you know, if you're somebody that uh, you've just tuned into our show, um, we're right now on 102 stations in uh, 27 countries. And uh, welcome to our family. I appreciate you being here. I appreciate you listening to our show. So, altered states of consciousness. Well, how do we even get there? Well, imagination is one of the ways we can start to get there. So, imagine this. Imagine a book which consists of words that you can see and read, which is floating in front of you in thin air. Imagine the words are in a language you're not familiar with. Then imagine, with a simple shift in your perspective, you can actually embrace this new, new form of reading and actually understand the words. So this isn't some kind of a make-believe. This is what happens when you change consciousness. When you can change your perspective, all of a sudden, the world changes with you. Let me give you an example. I was watching Oprah, uh, Oprah Winfrey, in uh, 2006, and she had a fellow on her show. His name was David Blaine. And David came on for a Guinness World World Record, uh, which was to hold his breath underwater uh, for the record. And he did it. He did 17.4 minutes underwater. How cool is that? Well, in 2012, a German free diver, Tom Cetus, held his breath underwater for 22 minutes and 22 seconds. This is an amazing feat, Right. How does that happen? You have to, do you have to shift your consciousness to make that happen? Well, think about this. There's a fellow that uh, was in India. He's a yogi. He's back in 1837, and he's in the, uh, uh, the court of the, uh, of the uh, uh, let's see, what are they called back there? Maharaja, the Maharaja court. 
And uh, Sadhu Haridas is about to go into a underground cavern with no food, no water, no nothing for 40 days. So they they take him, they put him into the uh, underground cavern, they bury him, and then what the Maharaja does, uh, by the way, he's got a couple French doctors and a British doctor uh, there to uh, verify the results. So what they do then is they lower them down um, into this uh, this brick-like vault that they've uh, built. They pile dirt over it, and uh, then they place the Maharaji's guards to keep watch over the vault. Four sentries uh, and uh, some mounted guards over it day and night, every day, for 40 days. 40 days later, they uh, uh, disinturn Haridas. In the presence of the Maharaji, his court, the French and English doctors who previously been present at his internment, and his lifeless body is then washed in hot water, massaged, a little ghee placed on his eyelids and tongue, and a short time he's recovered. Interesting. How does that happen? Is that really possible? Well, it's documented. It's scientific, right? Well, we have to change how we think about our our lives, about what's even possible. If you want to, if you are having challenges in your life today, okay, then listen, there's a solution. In fact, there's so many more solutions than problems. Solutions are infinite. Problems are finite. So there are there some mysteries that maybe you need to explore in your life to be able to take your life to the next level. Well, to do that, you've got to open your mind and open new ways of thinking and possibility. So, I want to, uh, I want to uh, introduce my first guest. Her name is Lynn McTaggart. Um, Lynn likes to explore anomalies uh, which upset conventional wisdom, just as I mentioned the anomaly of being able to go underground for 40 days. Lynn wanted to both understand more about the mechanisms behind the healing power of thought. And so what she's done is she's organized rigorous scientific studies to prove that the observations are more than a few people's subjective experiences. So Lynn, I hope you're on the line. I'd like to introduce you to my guests. Uh, Lynn is one of the central voices in the new consciousness movement. She's an award-winning author of seven books, including worldwide bestsellers, The Field, The Intention Experiment, The Bond, and her latest book, The Power of Eight, which I've been reading, which is a powerful book. Lynn is consistently listed in the Watkins Annual List of the 100 Most Spiritually Influential People in the World. And Lynn, I want to welcome you to the show. It's a pleasure to have you back. Well, thanks. It's great to be back with you. Wow. So we're going to be talking a little bit about consciousness today. And, um, you know, you've uh, written some pretty amazing books. Um, The Intention Experiment inspired thousands across the globe to participate in a worldwide healing project. Um, I want to know what... What did you learn about that? What, first of all, what prompted you to do it? And what did you learn that has shifted the way we think about thought? 
Okay, well, I, I learned so many things. I did it as a skeptic. Um, I am an investigative reporter by background um, who's kind of segued into the science of spirituality. And I was intrigued by many studies showing that thoughts are an actual something with the capacity to change physical matter. So I asked myself, well, how far can we take this? You know, are we talking about a very subtle effect, like, you know, shifting a quantum particle? Are we talking about, you know, saving people from burning buildings and curing cancer with our thoughts? So I wanted to test this, and by then I knew a lot of scientists in consciousness research, and I had a lot of readers because my first book in this area of the field was uh, published in 30 languages. So I thought, well, if I just put them together, I'll have the biggest global laboratory to test this in the world. So that's what I did. I was really also intrigued by what happens when lots of people are thinking the same thought at the same time. Does it magnify the effect? So I started... um, asking my readers every so often to come on my website when a scientist that I would connect with from anywhere from the University of California to University of Arizona, Penn State University, you know, leaders in consciousness research, prestigious scientists, would set up an experiment. And then I'd invite my readers to take part and send the same thought to that target. So I didn't think it was going to work very well, but it's really worked, Ken. I mean, we've run this 33 times. We've done everything from trying to make seeds grow faster to trying to purify water with our thoughts to lowering violence in war-torn areas or violent areas to even healing somebody of PTSD. And of those 33 experiments, 29 have shown measurable, positive, mostly significant effects. Wow, I love that. And, you know, that uh, I was uh, blessed to interview uh, Dr. Emoto um, prior to his passing. And, of course, he did the uh, research on the water, on the molecule. Uh, uh, you, you write about that in your book. Um, yes. You know, and, of course, his, uh, his theories, even if I Google him on Wikipedia right now, his theories are still, they still say that uh, it was disproved. I'd like to talk to you about that, and also I want to talk to you about can we really change matter and what science is behind that. But i got to take a break right now. I'll be right back, and uh, we'll, I'll be asking you about that. The most talented athletes in the world rely on a coach to get better, and the most successful business people do the same. I have found working with Ken D. Foster to be an extraordinary experience. He helped me to expand my vision, increase profits, and showed me the way to have more fulfillment and success in my life. Ken D. Foster is the coach's coach for business and life. He has been nicknamed the coach of the successful and wealthy. Ken is an instrumental part of my team and the success I have generated over the past 12 months. Ken gave me the strategies to increase productivity, reduce turnover, and take my business to the next level. So what's holding you back? Ken D. Foster is a master business coach with proven strategies to dramatically increase efficiency and productivity while maximizing individual development and fulfillment. Explore your possibilities. For a free consultation, log on to KenDFoster.com. That's KenDFoster.com. KenDFoster.com. There comes a time when you know you need to restart and regain control of your life. A time to seek freedom from the anxiety, addiction, and other issues that may be bringing you down. A time to heal and reemerge as the real you. 
Villa Kalima is a holistic residential recovery program exclusively for women for individualized treatment. Villa Kalima offers proven clinical and holistic therapies for the mind, body, and spirit to assure sustainable recovery. Villa Kalima focuses on healing the cause, not temporarily masking symptoms. It's the only way to truly recover and find yourself again. Villa Kalima is located in a beautiful, peaceful, resort-like setting and is a licensed and accredited residential treatment center accepting a variety of health insurances. Start your healing and renewal today by calling Villa Kalima in La Costa, California at 760-814-8214. 760-814-8214. Villa Kalima, a place for transformation. We're back with Voices of Courage with Ken D. Foster. Learn more about Ken, how to be a guest on the show, and sponsorship opportunities by visiting voicesofcourage.us. And now your host, Ken D. Foster. All right, we're back. And I want to just give a quick shout out to uh, one of our sponsors, Women's Wisdom. They're San Diego's premier networking and relationship building group for purpose-driven and soul-inspired female entrepreneurs. If you're an entrepreneur in the San Diego area, uh, check them out. They're at womenswisdom.net. That's womenswisdom.net. I also want to thank you for tuning in to Voices of Courage. If you're new to the show, We are all about empowering our audiences to step into their soulful power, transforming their lives, and becoming unstoppable, right? That's what we're about. So you can find us on the web at VoicesOfCourage.us or just Google Voices of Courage. And uh, if you'd like, uh, we invite you to uh, become an insider. We have an insider group, uh, and those insiders get strategies to take their businesses and life to uh, new heights, and we also have guest giveaways and free tickets to seminars and workshops. I hope you'll join us there. Okay, back to the show. We're talking about uh, the name of the show today is The Courage to Explore Altered States of Consciousness. I'm speaking uh, with Lynn McTaggart, and Lynn is uh, a member of both the uh, Transformational Leadership Council, launched by Jack Canfield, and the Evolutionary Leaders, launched by Deepak Chopra. She's appeared in many documentaries on the science of spirituality, including What's the Bleep, uh, The Living Matrix, and I Am, and The Abundance Factor. And Lynn, it's a pleasure to have you here. So uh, we were just talking about, can consciousness, can our thoughts really change matter? Yes. Well, short answer, yes. Um, What we demonstrated with water, by the way, and we did many studies of water, um, was that we could change the cluster structure of molecules. Um, uh, Molecules of water, H2O, cluster together like pieces of Lego, and those clusters seem to change depending on the purity of the water and many other factors. Now, we worked with one of the world's experts on water, the late Rustam Roy from Penn State University, and we did a study um, where my internet audience sent an intention to four different samples of water, and we had controls and regular, you know, and water we were focusing on, and we demonstrated that we certainly did change those Lego configurations, which has big, big implications. Um, Wait, would you say so? Would you say that? Would you say that that uh, proved Dr. Emoto's theory around water? 
Well, we showed that we could send intention to water and move it by a, a full pH, which we did out with Lake Biwa in Japan at one of our uh, Dr. Masaru Moto's events. I mean, he invited me out to do that. I think, as he said, his studies were demonstrations, but they some of them were demonstrated to be um, on target with work that the Institute of Noetic Sciences did. Um, aside from water, you know, we can't say necessarily we've proved that, you know, sending love or hate to water uh, definitely changes it. Um, we sent specific intentions to it, but we certainly showed that thoughts can affect things at a distance. I mean, we did six studies of sending intention to seeds to make them grow faster. We had three sets of controls which were not sent intention. Scientists didn't, never knew in any of those six studies which ones we were sending to, and they would plant them and then measure them. In all six studies, the um, seed sent intention grew significantly higher than controls. Well, that's, that's um, interesting. All those yeah, and all those studies had an audience sending from a vast distance. For instance, the first time I did it, I was in Sydney, Australia with an audience of 700. I asked them to send it to a photo of the seeds that were sitting in a lab in Tucson, Arizona. So those seeds were 8,000 miles away, and we weren't sending them to the seeds. We were sending them to a photo of the seeds, and nevertheless, we had an effect. So one of the things we seem to learn is that with our thoughts, collective thoughts, we can create some sort of psychic internet. Hmm. Hmm. So, let, so uh, well, let, let me talk about the participants. Were these uh, were these all long term meditators? Uh, were they uh, just every everyday Joes? Uh, you know, who were they? Everyday Joes, and I've found that in some of my studies when I've done small group studies. Um, small groups of power of eight groups where I put people in a group of eight and I have them send a healing intention to some member of the group with a health challenge. We did this, a study like this at Life University because um, I wanted to see, I've been seeing and working with small groups and finding amazing instant healings when they do this group intention for some member of the group. And we got student volunteers from uh, the largest chiropractic university in the world, Life University. And um, we were working with their neuroscience department, and they found that very quickly these people's brain, um, their, uh, their brain waves would change very quickly and lower um, a lot of the parts of the brain involved in feeling separate and also negative, um, full of doubt, that kind of negativity. So they were demonstrations of people who were in a state of a kind of ecstatic oneness, mm -hmm. almost identical to um, Sufi masters in uh, chanting and Buddhist monks during ecstatic prayer. Um, those studies were done by the University of Pennsylvania. So what we found is that people could get into the state very, very quickly. And all of these guys were total novices. They had never meditated before. They'd never done Power of Eight groups. All they had was a 12-minute video from me telling them what to do, and they were transported into essentially a mystical state. That's amazing. And, you know, I, I think this is... Uh, what are your conclusions on that? So, you know, the, the mind, uh, when we connect, you know, I, re, you know, I remember uh, my Christian uh, upbringing, you know, in the Bible, it said, you know, Christ said, where two or more are gathered, there I am. 
Um, that uh, it seems like this is this is part of this. What happens when two or more are gathered, setting specific intention with a uh, uh, yeah? What what happens? I mean, can we do this to heal our bodies, our minds, or what? Well, what, yeah, what are you finding I've worked out? with thousands of groups because you know the intention experiments were one thing, but then I wanted to scale this down, and I started doing it in a workshop just by accident. I put people in you know, groups of eight. I just thought, well, I don't know what I'll do in a workshop. Maybe I'll put them in groups of eight or so and have them send healing intention to a member of the group, expecting it to be sort of like a facial, you know, just a nice little feel-good effect. But the next day, people came back and they said things like this. I have um, a really wobbly knee and I don't walk normally and I'm scheduled for a knee replacement surgery and I'm walking normally today. You know, I have depression and it's lifted. I have cataracts and they're 80% better. And on and on and on it went like that for about an hour. And I just discarded this as a placebo effect. But then it kept happening over and over again. And I've run, I've had thousands of people in groups now and found that there are a lot of things going on here. You know, the power of thought and intention. There's also the power of the group. And one of the big pieces of it, Ken, is altruism. The idea that you're sending sometimes and then sometimes you're receiving. That is so powerful. And then there's this X factor. You know, when I was looking for an antecedent, you know, I figured to myself, well, somebody must have found this before me. I looked in all kinds of esoteric religions, spoke to all kinds of experts in religion and healing and indigenous cultures, and I finally looked at the Bible, and, well, I'd found a little-known sermon by a Baptist preacher who said that the Bible had been mistranslated, and uh, that in the Acts, the part that talks about the apostles setting up the church based on Christ's teaching, um, they it says over and over again that they were told to pray with one accord, which sounds very anemic mm-hmm. compared to the Hellenic Greek original, which is, it says that they were told to pray homothumadon, which is a Greek word that means passionately and with one voice. And when you look at it over and over again, Christ was telling them, pray as a group, and you will heal and you will be healed. Absolutely. And you... You know, I got I got to take a, I got to take a break here, Lynn. I'll I'll come right back. But, but uh, before I take a break, uh, the uh, book, The Power of Eight, uh, people can get that on Amazon, or is there another website that they can get your book, Lynn McTaggart, The no, Power Amazon of Eight? And Amazon and all good bookshops. Okay, I'll be right back, and um, I want to talk to you a little bit about uh, some of the uh, things I've experienced by uh, reading this book and uh, conducting experiments myself. We'll be right back. We'll be back with more Voices of Courage with Ken D. Foster. You know you have it, the potential for a more rewarding life, a life that matters. But how do you get there? The answer is in a best-selling book by the coach of the successful and wealthy, Ken D. Foster. The Courage to Change Everything, Daily Strategies and Wisdom to Awaken Your Hidden Genius and Transform Your Life. With this powerful yet amazingly simple daily guide, your future is in your hands. You will be empowered to unlock your potential, bring out your true gifts, increase your wealth, and take your life and business to a new level. Get your life-transforming copy of Ken D. Foster's The Courage to Change Everything by going to couragetochange.us. 
That's CourageToChange.us. Quite frankly, there's no other book like this. Imagine what your life could be like if you had at your fingertips the success principles to create the life you've always wanted. Are you ready to live your dream? Go to CourageToChange.us. Voices of Courage with Ken D. Foster. Learn more about Ken, how to be a guest on the show, and sponsorship opportunities by visiting voicesofcourage.us. And now your host, Ken D. Foster. Well, we're back, and uh, this show is, I believe, one of our most important shows because we're really talking about the power of consciousness and how it can actually be used um, really two or more, eight or more, a thousand or more, whatever it is, I think, Lynn, is that what you've come to the conclusion of? Well, you know what? Eight is just a nice Goldilocks figure. Um, I've found that it works with four or five. It works with 12 or 14. It, you know, it's all about a group, mm-hmm. a small group of, of and a common intention. Mm-hmm. Okay. And by the way, if you just joined us, I'm talking with uh, best-selling author Lynn McTaggart. We're talking about the uh, courage to explore altered states of consciousness by using intention to to change consciousness, to change the physical matter, actually, is what's, what's going on here. So um, how does uh, your scientific study play a role in the findings of these uh, intentions uh, experiments? I know you've given me a little of this, but what else is happening here? Well, the really big piece, Ken, is what happens to the participants. You know, when I've run these big intention experiments for peace, for instance, I've surveyed the participants, and I've done this since 2008. I've run seven of them now. All of them, we've had analyzed the violence statistics afterward by University of California um, uh, statistics professors, and we found a lowering of violence in every area, consistent and uh, significant. But the more interesting thing is what happened to the participants. I've surveyed them every single time. And what was come back is things like, you know, I'm getting along better with my coworkers and my boss. I've made up with my estranged relatives. Um, I'm in love with everybody I come in contact with. You know, people have been hugging strangers after this thing. So there's some sort of mirror effect where their lives become more peaceful. And they also, there's a really interesting piece of this that I found um, in 2017 when I ran an intention experiment to lower violence in the old city of Jerusalem. And I was working in special, um, a special uh, uh, system that enabled me to broadcast to many different locations as long as they had a camera. And I could also see them back too. It's almost like a giant system of Zoom. So I had cameras in eight different Arab cities, in, in um, conference rooms in eight different Arab cities around the Gulf. And the ninth one was with um, an audience of Israeli Jews. And I also ran it live over my YouTube channel. 
So we did this intention, and afterward, I could talk to them, and they could talk back to me at these various locations. And I asked them how it was. And the Israelis started crying and saying, you know, we love you, um, sisters from the Arab countries. And the Arabs were saying, we love you back. And everybody was crying. They were saying, your God is my God. I mean, it was unbelievable. And I started looking into it, and I found that what happens is, During this kind of altruistic activity, it activates a nerve in the body called the vagus nerve, and that makes us feel more compassionate. But the more important thing is it makes us feel closer to people who are not like us, people who we've hated before. So, of course, my big plan next year is to do a big intention experiment and to invite Republicans and Democrats together (laughs) um, because... If they can do it, if the Israelis <laughs> and the Arabs can start getting along after this, so can we. So can we, absolutely. And, um, you know, I just want to say this. After you came on my show in January and I read your book, The Power of Eight, I said, I'm going to try this myself. So I uh, teach class called Limitless, and um, I've mm-hmm. used the— uh, the altruistic uh, intention of holding intention for each participant uh, every single mm-hmm. day. All the participants hold intention for each one every day. And I, I want to say nice. that uh, the participants uh, tell me it's nothing short of miraculous what's happening in their business life. Their, their blocks are, are moving out of the way. I had one woman that uh, uh, wanted to raise a half million dollars. That came into her. I had another guy that was stuck uh, with his business the last three years, nobody's showing up. People started showing up and talking to him about his business. He's taking a new level, and on and on it goes. So this, this, you, you're on to something here. It works. I think it's, it's something we all we all need in our life. So Lynn, I um, I want to tell the audience one more time about the book, uh, The Power of Eight, and they can get it on Amazon. That's just one of your books. I know you got several books, but The Power of Eight by Lynn uh, McTaggart. And um, Lynn, I'd like to bring in, I have in studio with me, uh, Reverend Christian Sorensen. I'd like to bring him into our conversation today. I thought I'd bring a little science and uh, religion together, East meets West here. So let me introduce him real quick, and uh, we'll we'll have a discussion here. Reverend Christian Sorensen is an eminent spiritual leader of the Seaside Center for Spiritual Living and is the past president uh, and community spiritual leader of the United Church of Religious Science. His credentials include a doctorate in religious studies earned from Emerson Theology Institute, a doctorate of divinity, and a doctorate of religious science received from UCRS. Dr. Sorensen has authored 10 books, including his latest one, Living from the Mountain Talk. Reverend Sorensen, welcome to the show. Why, thank you, Ken, and uh, thanks for asking me to be in the studio with you today and uh, with Dr. Lynn. Oh my goodness, it's, it's good to hear you. It's always been an honor to participate in your intention uh, experiments when you've uh, cast the offer out to the evolutionary leaders and to be able to link up with that and and to see the reports back, it just allows me to have it reconfirmed uh, the magnitude of what goes on within that field. And not only in the scientific uh, ramifications, but also at the heart level, how we all united uh, with our beloved uh, Dr. Barbara Marks Hubbard um, last month as she was um, transitioning from this world. And just to know that all of her friends and people she touched united together uh, could just help us see in advance the beautiful transition that she was able to go through. So bless you and thank you for uh, just the profound impress you're making at this time that we're all playing in. 
Thank you so much. Well, thank you. I, I am I am excited to have both of you together. So, Christian, let me just ask you. You you've heard what uh, uh, Lynn McTaggart has been talking about with consciousness and the experiments, and what what has been your experience from the spiritual side of this? Um, you know, in in the community. Well, what, what I have noticed in terms of the intention is uh, when we have a community and we unite everybody behind a common vision, there is a power that begins to line up uh, beyond uh, one's expectation to have a vision and to have everybody whose heart and soul is behind that. Uh, the quickening process of its unfoldment and manifestation becomes profound. All of a sudden, dollars can be raised beyond uh, what was needed. Healing can happen within a uh, body as well as uh, the, the one's spirit and soul. Uh, it's just amazing transformations go on. And so I, I think part of the gift here is to be able to be conscious as to the intention we want to uh, to move. And so I believe, or the you know the phrase I've brought forth is, you know, being able to get that mountaintop view, to get up a little bit higher than the confusion and the congestion and the headlines and the fears, and to be able to have a broader perspective so you can begin to maybe see a new path emerge that said, hey, this is my intention. This is uh, the direction that I'd like to go and create. That's really good. So um, I, I'm going to have to take a break here. Uh, Lynn, can you stay on for a little bit? Yeah, sure. Good. And and uh, so when I come back, I'd really like to ask about the practical ways that we can take consciousness for my audience and what can they do right now to make a difference in their lives. All right, I'll be right back. We'll be back with more Voices of Courage with Ken D. Foster. The most talented athletes in the world rely on a coach to get better. And the most successful business people do the same. I have found working with Ken D. Foster to be an extraordinary experience. He helped me to expand my vision, increase profits, and showed me the way to have more fulfillment and success in my life. Ken D. Foster is the coach's coach for business and life. He has been nicknamed the coach of the successful and wealthy. Ken is an instrumental part of my team and the success I have generated over the past 12 months. Ken gave me the strategies to increase productivity, reduce turnover, and take my business to the next level. So what's holding you back? Ken D. Foster is a master business coach with proven strategies to dramatically increase efficiency and productivity while maximizing individual development and fulfillment. Explore your possibilities. For a free consultation, log on to KenDFoster.com. That's KenDFoster.com. KenDFoster.com. There comes a time when you know you need to restart and regain control of your life. A time to seek freedom from the anxiety, addiction, and other issues that may be bringing you down. A time to heal and re-emerge as the real you. Villa Kalima is a holistic residential recovery program exclusively for women for individualized treatment. Villa Kalima offers proven clinical and holistic therapies for the mind, body, and spirit to assure sustainable recovery. Villa Kalima focuses on healing the cause, not temporarily masking symptoms. It's the only way to truly recover and find yourself again. Villa Kalima is located in a beautiful, peaceful, resort-like setting and is a licensed and accredited residential treatment center accepting a variety of health insurances. Start your healing and renewal today by calling Villa Kalima in La Costa, California at 760-814-8214. 760-814-8214. Villa Kalima, a place for transformation. 
We're back with Voices of Courage with Ken D. Foster. Learn more about Ken, how to be a guest on the show, and sponsorship opportunities by visiting VoicesOfCourage.us. And now your host, Ken D. Foster. Okay, we are back today. Uh, the name of the show is The Courage to Explore Altered States of Consciousness. I have uh, on the line from England with me, Lynn McTaggart. And uh, one thing that people don't know about you, Lynn, is that you, uh, she is a director of What Doctors Don't Tell You, and that's WDDTY.com. She publishes one of the world's most highly praised health publications and runs the highly popular health and spirituality teleconferences and workshops. And I also want to mention that I have in studio with me Dr. Sorensen. He's a uh, uh, representative of a multitude of religious traditions and has addressed the United Nations General Assembly as a part of the annual World Interfaith Harmony Week. As and he's he's an amazing man, also. So I have two amazing guests. I'm so blessed today. So what I wanted to ask both of you, and um, I think I'll focus on you first, Lynn. Um, but I want to ask you the practical steps that the audience can use with uh, with this conversation. Because in your book, Lynn, The Power of Eight, you tie the power of prayer from the Bible as well as meditative practices like transcendental meditation um, to be able to, for others to be able to experience what you're doing. Can you tie that all together for me? Sure. Um, there are specific practices to um, really enhance your ability to do group intention. First of all, find yourself a group of, of friends, and if you don't have seven other friends, as I say, eight is just an ideal number, not the, you know, it's not necessary. But if you can't find one, I've got a forum at lynnmctaggart.com forward slash forum where you can just join one of the thousands of groups that have joined up that can introduce each other or advertise if they don't have a, you know, if you don't have a group in your time zone, you can be part of that. So getting a group together is really important. And one really important aspect of it is meeting consistently. You know, I run these year long master classes where I put people in groups and I, um, and I work with them for a whole year, but mainly they meet. You know, the real important thing is is them meeting. I keep telling them I'm the piano teacher, but they've got to practice the piano. And it's the meeting that is transformational. Getting together weekly or regularly is really important. Um, it, the mindset that you use for it is much more of a high degree of focus than meditation. It's not a calm state. It's a very focused, highly focused state where you're focusing on that intention with all of your five senses. So it's important for people to uh, come up with the same um, a very specific intention statement. Okay. And then it's really about mentally connecting, whether they're together on Skype or whether they're together in the same room. And then sending it out from your heart. So those are some of the rudimentaries. There's there's actually 13 keys to intention mastery that I talk about in The Power of Eight. But these kinds of things are really, really important. And it's important, as I say, to meet regularly because that's when real amazing transformations happen. And when you say regularly, are you talking once a week, uh, once a day? What, what are we talking here? 
Most of the people in my workshops and master classes and, you know, retreats meet um, once, a, once a week, usually. Um, if they're in a retreat with me, they're meeting every day. Um, but once a week is a really good um, opportunity for them to really get close. I mean, these become your intention family. Um, they become, there's something so powerful about having a group of strangers send, you know, people who were strangers Sending intention for your healing in whatever area it is, whether it is, as you mentioned, it's not just physical healing. It's also, you know, your job or finances or your relationships or your life's purpose. All of these things heal, too. That's awesome. Well, listen, the book is The Power of Eight, and we're talking to uh, Lynn McTaggart. Also in studio, I have with me uh, Dr. Christian Sorensen. He's got a book out there. It's called Living from the Mountaintop. And, you know, this all ties together because the subtitle of this book is Be the Mystic You Were Born to Be. And I love that because we're really talking about stepping into that, that force, that power, that presence that's within us to be able to change our lives. Is that right? Absolutely. And the key here is it is powerful. And when you got a group and community to work with, terrific. But what's imperative is that every day that you continue to go to that mountaintop or to that higher place or to connect with that life force, that there is an essence that is moving, that is ever looking for a greater expression. And in the times in which we live today, it is calling for us to step to a higher place and to bring forth a new thought and a new possibility greater than ever before. And so one of the the components that I feel is uh, necessary is to be able to step out of the complacency or to step out of the the um, modality in which one has been operating, thinking this is the truth that is going on in the world. Those are the facts that are happening. But you know what? I've often heard said that is a cry for the prayer. That is the cry for the higher thought. And as one makes it to that higher state of awareness, one can begin to recognize the ludicrousy that is going on, that people begin to embrace um, uh, ways of behavior and tolerate things that are intolerable, that the violence that is going on or the headlines that are in the news or the pain that is within the home or the challenges within a community. You know, just, you know, last week we had a shooting right around the corner from here in, in Poway and the pain that emerged from that and people slip instantly into the fear and if anything that is a call for those spiritual leaders which every one of us can be and are called to be at this time is to step to that mountaintop to step to that higher place and you know what there needs to be a higher vision and view brought to the situation that is going on here and so when we take these as our prayer requests to see uh, not from the human perspective it is as if isn't this horrible because it is there's an elevated perspective that if one can rise higher, that one begins to see that it is time to recognize that there's something greater that is attempting to emerge here, that what is taking place is not acceptable, and that a shift must take place in the collective. And when there is a conscious intention that has been set forth that Lynn so beautifully does with violence, whether it's the Middle East or, or a community that takes that intention into their neighborhood, it is the same principle. We are the ones that are being called to do it because the Spirit is coming to us all, no longer just one person. Well, I love that. And, you know, I want to talk to both of you because what what you've both done is expanded the possibility of what's possible for us if we step into that power, that force that we have within us. And Lynn has practical ways to do it. Chris, Dr. Uh, uh, Reverend Christian Sorensen has practical ways to do it. So listen, I'll be right back. We're going to continue this conversation. Stay tuned. We'll be back with more Voices of Courage with Ken D. Foster. You know you have it. 
the potential for a more rewarding life, a life that matters. But how do you get there? The answer is in a best-selling book by the coach of the successful and wealthy, Ken D. Foster, The Courage to Change Everything, Daily Strategies and Wisdom to Awaken Your Hidden Genius and Transform Your Life. With this powerful yet amazingly simple daily guide, your future is in your hands. You will be empowered to unlock your potential, bring out your true gifts, increase your wealth, and take your life and business to a new level. Get your life-transforming copy of Ken D. Foster's The Courage to Change Everything by going to couragetochange.us. That's couragetochange.us. Quite frankly, there's no other book like this. Imagine what your life could be like if you had at your fingertips the success principles to create the life you've always wanted. Are you ready to live your dream? Go to couragetochange.us. With Voices of Courage with Ken D. Foster. Learn more about Ken, how to be a guest on the show, and sponsorship opportunities by visiting voicesofcourage.us. And now your host, Ken D. Foster. Well, the name of the show is The Courage to Explore Altered States of Consciousness. I have in studio with me Reverend Christian Sorensen. Uh, and I also have on the line is uh, Lynn McTaggart, uh, and uh, Lynn has an amazing book called The Power of Eight, which has already made uh, changes in my life. And uh, Dr. Re- uh, Christian Sorensen also has a book called Living from the Mountaintop, which I've also read, which has also made a profound difference in my life. Not just his book, just his presence of being in my life, mostly. But uh, <laughs> anyway, it's good to have you both here. Um, listen, uh Stillness. I want to talk about this, and and I'm going to address it to uh, uh, Reverend Sorensen first. Why is stillness important to step up into higher states of consciousness? Um, I, I believe the indigenous uh, people said it beautifully when they said, "Is in the stillness that things are reflected undisturbed." What happens is we get caught up in. Uh, all the action and the activity and the images of this world. And our mind begins to grasp those images because that is what is put before us. But it's within the stillness that we can grasp a higher image. We can begin to have undisturbed a reflection that comes from a greater possibility. For there is something that is greater than any of the physical um, challenges that are going on in this world, but we must be available to it. And when the mind or our awareness or our field of awareness is congested with all those images and sounds and headlines, we are not available for something greater to emerge, which is why, you know, the Buddhists talk about ringing the bell and the sound. It calls you to go to that place when we can allow, if there's a pain in our world, to know this is the time for us to go to that higher vibration, to become available to a greater wisdom that wants to be known here because everyone is caught up and not available to it. This spirit or this life force that created everything is the intelligence that guides the universe. It is the same wisdom that is seeking to move through you, through your listeners, through each and every one of us. But if we are not available, then we cannot hear. And so it's in the stillness that we allow ourselves to be receptive. Okay, so stillness. Uh, Lynn, I have a question for you. in your research, has um, does it make a difference when someone can? Um, uh, you've studied the Buddhists. You've studied some of the uh, meditators. Uh, does it seem mm-hmm. to make a difference into uh, how quickly, let's say, manifestation takes place 
with different levels of consciousness? Okay. Um, first of all, I want to just distinguish group intention from meditation. Remember, we did a brainwave study with neuroscientists on the power of eight groups. There, what we were surprised about, we were rather shocked. We expected the brainwave signatures to be identical to meditation or group meditation, and they were completely different. They were much more, as I say, like somebody in an altered state of consciousness, like a Sufi master in the midst of chanting. So it's very different from meditation. Um, but in terms of manifestation, you know, what I find and what I teach is that it's a lot more complex than I want, I get, which is what people think intention is all about. And that's how the popular culture about it, you know, describes that all you need to do is believe and receive. But it is about putting out a very specific request to the universe and sometimes expecting, you know, one route, but sometimes you get a very unusual and different route of manifestation. Also, what's worked really well in a lot of the groups is asking the universe for the path. So people, for instance, with a chronic illness, I've often suggested that they have their groups intend for which is the best healing modality for them. So we did this one time with a guy who had lifelong depression. I mean, he was a clinical psychologist, so this was really kind of embarrassing for him. Really suicidal depression. He tried everything integrative, you know, from conventional to the outer rim of alternative. Nothing worked. So he asked the group, his Power of Eight group, to send an intention for him to find the right path, the cause of his illness. And soon after, he got a very important hit, mental hit, to go see a uh, Chinese herbalist. And the herbalist said, I think one of your liver filtration systems isn't working. When they tested it, that was correct. And as soon as it was rectified, that lifelong depression lifted. So that kind of thing really works very much too. For okay. other people who are stuck, I oftentimes just say, get off of yourself. Get Stop off. intending for yourself. Intend for someone else. I love that. And I love that. that oftentimes works. Yeah, yeah, the altruistic part, there's something about that that seems to happen every single time. So, and I'll flip this back to Reverend Sorensen, because, um, you know, it's interesting, that story you told about the psychologist. So he started to, you know, you intended for the path. Um, you know, in, in Reverend Sorensen's book, uh, Living from the Mountaintop, he talks about intuition and how intuition plays a part in this. So I'm wondering how that ties in with group intuition or group. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, I, I think intuition is one of the delivery systems that can be developed by any individual and to be able to be available to that. And so I, I really like um, the part of the intention experiments that say, hey, what is it that what direction is What's to go here? What, what is the path? And what we would do around our, what we would call prayer, 
uh, or a higher knowingness or a, a, a mind treatment is what are the higher qualities here? What is, uh, what is the highest and best? What needs to be known? What wants to emerge here? You know, if I'm working on wholeness here, I'm totally open to what wants to be directed, whether it is going to a, a Chinese herbologist or whether it is going to an alternative place or, or if one has their faith in the, in the physical medical modality, then my goodness, that faith and that belief is absolutely the act activating energy that allows one's totality to be receptive for the healing to go on. And yet there are those um, who experience healing that are outside of the traditional realms. And so there is something that operates through where one places their belief and uh, their, their total embodiment. I love that. I love that. And, you know, that just kind of ties back into the power of eight and, uh, you know, some uh, Lynn McTaggart's uh, work on the human energy field. How does this all tie together, uh, Lynn? How does intuition and the energy field and, and setting intention, what, what are we doing here? Okay. Well, first of all, what we have to understand is we're very different from what we've been told. You know, we're still operating according to a scientific story that's very outdated. You know, science basically tells us how to live. You know, it's the biggest story we have now. It defines who we are and tells us how to live. And the scientific story that we follow is really from the 1700s that describes man and human beings as separate and rather lonely little individuals, you know, isolated individuals on a lonely planet in a lonely universe. The new science shows that we're very, very different. We are connected, that we are part of a giant energy field, and that we have extended human potential we don't recognize. You know, mind does not equal brain. We have the ability to connect with things and people around the globe, as we've demonstrated with our intention experiments, and many other people have demonstrated too. So what we have to understand is that we have the ability, thoughts are things that affect other things, and that those emotional qualities like intuition are more than just an anomaly. That small voice we have is basically, you know, essentially the first truth. Well, I love you know, it. Well, it's, listen, it's, I've, I've got, I'm running out of time here, unfortunately. I, I would, I, I wanted, I, I'd love to have a two-hour show on this topic with both of you. This has just <laughs> really been, I, we just touching the surface. So I want to let my audience know that if you, uh, if you want to live from the mountaintop, uh, you do need to get Reverend Christian's book, Living from the Mountaintop, Be a Mystic in uh, You Were Born to Be. I love this book. And also, if you, uh, so once you're living from the mountaintop, uh, Come and, uh, and, and actually apply the principles and uh, read Lynn McTaggart's book, The Power of Eight, Harnessing the Miraculous Energies of a Small Group to Heal Others, Your Life, and Your World. Thank you, Lynn McTaggart. Thank you, Reverend Sorensen, for being part of this today. My it's joy. It's great. Fun. Great show. My, yeah. Uh, Reverend, My so, great pleasure. Sorensen, I, I need to tell everybody where to get your book. Can they get it on Amazon? Absolutely. Okay, Amazon. Or any good bookstore. I or like that one that Dr. Good shared. bookstore. <laughs> okay. Wow, this has been great. Okay, thank you both. Lynn, I hope you come back again. Um, maybe down the road, we'll, uh, we'd love to talk to you more about this subject. It's, it's I'd love to. My favorite so subject. Much. Take care. Thank you. And Reverend Christian, the same. You're Enjoy. always invited, of course. 
Thanks for joining us for Voices of Courage with Ken D. Foster. Learn more about Ken, how to be a guest on the show, and sponsorship opportunities by visiting voicesofcourage.us. And we're always interested in what you have to say. So follow Ken on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, or email your questions and comments to viewer at voicesofcourage.us. Also, you can find all of Ken's previous shows by visiting voicesofcourage.us. Be sure to join us next time as Ken brings more stories of courage that will inspire greatness within you and change your life for the better. Until next time, live courageously and see the unseeable, know the unknowable, and do the impossible. This has been Voices of Courage with Ken D. Foster. 